millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Elijah Millsap, Andre Ingram, Joey Devine, Ronaldo Major, Justin Dedman, Sean Keane, Vanderblue, David Stockton, his dad hates vaccines. Patreons, Sahar 224, thank you Sahar 224. Mitch Thunderstrike, thank Mr. Thunderstrike. Daniel, thank you Daniel. Musical guest, Ringo Starr and his all-star band. And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and I am here with a brand new episode with my friend, Sean Keane, co-host, Uncle Dad. Sorry, I was doing something because I have a surprise for you, Sean, uh, that was oh, oh, great, That's great, why no I problem. messed up your intro. Um... First off, how you doing? I'm good. I, uh, the, I mean, as as America's Uncle Dad, I did actually uh, spend the day with my nephew. Oh, um, yeah. how'd that go? Did you do a lot of uh, cleaning? He likes. That's fine. He's a baby. Oh, the uh, that. Oh, wrong that happened. One. Wrong I sp- one. He was that nephew was <laughs> vacuuming last night, mm-hmm. and uh, we made up a really good game where. Um, I wear a hat, mm-hmm. and then I I sit on the couch, and he sneaks up behind me and takes my hat, and then acts like he didn't take the hat, mm-hmm. and then I put on a different hat and pretend like that was the hat I forgot, mm. and then he steals that hat. Sounds like a game. Uh, it's uh, pretty. It's 
a lot of comics used to play in the green room of a uh, comedy uh, venue we used to play. Uh, we used to uh, attend a lot. Um, oh, well, that was I mean, full of yeah. hats. The, the green that room was full had of hats. thousands was... of hats on the wall. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the only difference was I never like uh, took DJ Reel and threw him up in the air mm-hmm. and caught him like eight times in a row saying, why would you take my hat? DJ Reel would like and that. And then saying, though. oof, pretending he knocked the wind down. He would like that. That's yeah. that's kind of his style. Listeners, listen, uh, uh, check out DJ Reel, uh, our friend. We like DJ Reel a lot. Um, yeah, he rules. Uh, uh, so and then Sean, today, wait, hold on. Yeah, the, yeah, so yeah. Sean, uh, Don Pardo <laughs> mentioned Ringo Starr. He uh, did. Which means I'm obligated to uh, play something here. Uh-huh. This is a serious message to everybody watching my update right now. Peace and love. Peace and love. I want to tell you, please, after the 20th of October, do not send fan mail to any address that you have. Nothing will be signed after the 20th of October. If that has a date on the envelope, it's going to be tossed. I'm warning you with peace and love, but I have too much to do. So no more fan mail. Thank you, thank you. And no objects to be signed. Nothing. Uh, Anyway, peace and love, peace and love. Peace and love, Sean. Peace and love. What were you going to say before I uh, rudely interrupted you with that? (laughs) Look, he he seems really busy. He's doing a lot of stuff. Uh, (laughs) He's warning you with peace and love. Uh, That's the thing. He's he's warned me with peace and love, which is a bit of a... Like, don't threaten me with a good time, Ringo. Mm -hmm. Sean, you're you're a... You like the Beatles. How are you enjoying the renaissance we're having of Beatles takes 24-7? I mean, it's weird that people, like, have been saving them up. Um, oh. <laughs> my, t- my takes are mostly about, like, new things. Sure. Um, look, I'm, I am I have been uh, kind of anti- anti Yoko, I would say uh-huh. for a while. Um, I don't, I don't blame Yoko for breaking up the Beatles in this. Uh, you know, it's kind of weird that she's there, but she's just like reading a book. But like, those Hari Krishnas are way worse. Those that's white way Hari weird. Krishnas. So, that so we should, yeah, that was, that was the thing that, that like <laughs> at first I'm like, Oh, is, is Yoko there? Is that going to be a big deal? And then I suddenly there's like a white Hari Krishna hanging out in the corner. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's, that's much worse. <laughs> Everyone else there is ostensibly One of them looks doing a so job. Much um, like, we're talking about Get Back, by the way. <laughs> One of them looks so much like Michael Rappaport from Higher Learning, too. It's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's incredible. Um, yeah, uh, I, I like how much they seem to hate the director. Mm-hmm. Like, right away, they're like, oh, you can't get the multiple dialogue. Oh, is that the problem? Is that what we need? Um, and then, um, look, man, I'm, I understand why Paul McCartney is annoying everybody so much, but also I've definitely, I realized I've gotten old enough because I'm watching that and I'm like, yeah, you guys should be learning these songs. (laughs) Like like, (laughs) you have 12 days to do this TV special, like, like get there before noon, John. Come on, man. Um, Stop doing it. 
Sean, Although I am enjoying John, even though I'm kind of anti-John. Having watched, I've watched about three hours of the Beatles documentary. I watched, um, I watched the first one only. I will say, uh, it led me to ask you. Uh huh. I mean, well, it didn't lead me. Uh, we have a reader mail question about the Beatles. Uh, oh, oh, about okay. That Beatles documentary. Hold on. Um, Sean, we'll do some business, but uh, I want to get a reader mail question out of the way real quick before we do business. So. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. Uh, hey, so our first uh, piece of Reader Mail comes from uh, Joey in Los Angeles, and he asks, Hey, Sean and Joey, oh. uh, if you could uh, watch any six-hour-long documentary about any NBA team... Uh, who would it be? Oh man, I mean, I think I I would probably pick an ABA team, but um, <laughs> like like just six hours of Marvin Barnes. But yeah. um, okay, any NBA team. I mean, I guess it also should have like a a time limit, you know, like this. Does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? like a like a fourteen well, like... day period. Uh huh. Uh, where it's just cameras fly on the wall. Peter Jackson's edited it. So he hasn't edited it at all? Yeah, yeah. Or like yeah. somehow <laughs> somehow he took six hours of footage and made it seven and a half? Mm-hmm, sure. Um, okay. God, what basketball team would I... I'm trying to think like... I mean, I think... I think I would probably pick like a Jailblazers year mm-hmm. and I would want to... Because the single thing I think I want to see the most is that fight between the Blazers Korean center where he's like swinging uh, like a, like a big two by four mm-hmm. at a different seven footer. <laughs> and I feel like whatever 14 day period uh, uh, watching Rashid Wallace um, unhappily smoking weed all the time at like mm-hmm. fan events would be really entertaining. And like, I don't, I don't really care if they're, winning at basketball like i feel like there's not that much of a mystery i mainly want to see that fight and rashid i think Mm -hmm. and Uh, then i guess my second choice would be um the the at some stretch of the playoffs with the 2001 philadelphia 76ers i because i have iverson and Tumbo. i have a funnier answer oh okay answers but I mean, I, I know Joey from Los Angeles wrote that yeah, question, sorry. but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to, uh, I want those 14 days in the 2011 Detroit Pistons that revolted against John Keister. Oh man, that would be a bummer though. <laughs> <laughs> the revolt was like one day. Well, <laughs> yeah, think but that would like bum what led out. up Just to, to see it? our friend Megan's dad treated like that? <laughs> She will never listen to this podcast. Um, Because that roster. (laughs) I I actually am not really sure who's on that team. Okay. It's Will Bynum. Okay. It's Austin Day. Okay. These guys are not selling it for me. (laughs) Uh, Well, but it's (laughs) a very very specific threesome. uh, It's Rip Hamilton, of course. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, 
Uh, Tracy McGrady, who had like joined the team the week before, helped lead uh-huh. the Detroit Pistons revolt. Uh-huh. Uh, but also Ben Gordon, of course, and uh-huh. Charlie well, Villanueva. So he... Ben Ben Gordon is selling it for me. Uh-huh. I will yeah. say. Um, I've just always sort of been accept, uh, obsessed with Tracy McGrady, like showing up and being like, "Hey, fuck this guy! I'm with you." Fuck this guy. <laughs> well, then he just got fired, right? Yeah. <laughs> Joe Dumars had, had to whip out a third phone for that revolt. <laughs> Man, um, I think I would also just like to see. Um, Maybe that stretch for the Lakers with um, where Magic gets Paul Westhead fired. Mm-hmm. But but also because I'm just so curious about like, like how coked out was everybody? Like what was was Magic Johnson actually walking around parties at his house being like, you guys need to start fucking. You know what I mean? Because like, that seems to be the story, but that seems so weird. But also, I kind of now that now that I'm more familiar with Magic Johnson on Twitter, those stories about him being like a like a party guy makes me think that all of his statements were very much like he tweets, where he's just like, "Wow, Michael Cooper is fucking two women in AC Green's room." <laughs> Congratulations. So, so I should mention for those of you that don't, the, for those listeners that don't understand the the John Keister uh, Pistons revolt. Oh, yeah. What happened was uh, John Keister, Keister uh, benched Rip Hamilton and it caused a revolt within the Pistons because he didn't communicate it to Rip Hamilton. Um, and then... All his vets were mad at him. So in response to that, he benched all of them and just played six guys in one game. That was his like way to stick it to the vets, which involved, I think, playing uh, Will Bynum 48 minutes. Um, but he also got ejected from that game. And uh, ben, Tracy McGrady, Ben Wallace, and Rodney Stuckey were caught laughing on camera as he was kicked out of the game. I think it's, I think it's, is, uh, I have no idea how you pronounce his name, by the way. Yeah. Cooster? Keister? Anyway. I don't uh, know. Anyway, that's what I would like to see. Uh, anyway, um, Stephen A. Smith has a big column about how they blew blew the CBA negotiation with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rip Hamilton and Chris Wilcox were fine for missing the shoot around. Austin Day showed up late. He played <laughs> in all six fairness, guys. Some, Either way, he played six fairness, guys and had a shoot around. Yeah, they hate they hated that coach. <laughs> and somehow, somehow, Jim Boylan was not the least popular Midwestern coach. <laughs> um, all right, some business off top before we get to the rest of our show. Uh Round Rock Pod uh at gmail.com is our email. At Round Rock Pod is our Twitter. Call us on the phone at the description in the uh episode. Uh, round rock pod. Oh, patreon.com slash round rock pod. Where Sean, what did you put up today? Um, I put up a podcast of 
Uh, it's called the Kendall Roy Gambling Podcast. Mm-hmm. I got I got Kendall Roy, the uh, disgraced son of the Roy family, and he he actually just just picked basketball games. It's pretty uh, good. Very funny. Uh, and then Monday, we're debuting our new episode. We've recorded it already. A new episode yeah. of our new mini podcast uh, for our Patreons. Uh, a Room with the News, an Aaron Sorkin's Newsroom podcast. Yeah. Um, we're also going to have, we're recording this weekend, um, a Jack Reacher trailer reaction mm-hmm. podcast yep. with Jack Reacher expert Damon Agnos, mm-hmm. a friend of the show. A uh, photoshopper of Nate Duncan and, and uh, Danny LaRue. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I almost said the other name. And uh, well, we uh, it's going to be a second episode of Shaq in a podcast because we learned that Shaq's reality show, uh, Shaq Life, premiered tonight. So we gotta we gotta check that out. Well, there was a special presentation of where you're. Getting, well, I where I definitely watch I definitely watched that. I think that well I I believe that special presentation was only one of the episodes that they showed tonight. Um, and uh, I just had an idea for a podcast, a mini, a set of mini podcasts I might put up. We'll see where I review restaurants. Bosch goes to. Uh, no, in the Michael Connolly Bosch books no, around Los we, Angeles, we have uh, been wanting to uh, discuss the the MCU more. Yeah, yeah the Michael Connolly universe. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, um, Sean, we have some real reader mail. Um, mm-hmm. Do I play the drop again? I think yes. <laughs> this is round ball rock reader mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? It is confusing for robots. Our first question comes from our friend John L. Sean. And he asked, are the Lakers playing this way this season because now they don't have to worry about Jason Kidd replacing? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, well, here's the thing. I don't think LeBron would really mind if Jason Kidd was the coach. I, I mean, don't it, either. I kind of assume that's why Jason Kidd became an assistant coach for the Lakers in the first place. However, I do think they're playing this way this season because they want uh, Frank Vogel to be David replaced. David Tisdale to be their coach. I mean, it's, it's, it's some chatter I've heard, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, Frank Vogel hasn't won a title in... Nearly 14 months, Joey. <laughs> and he's definitely responsible for the way the team's playing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, for sure. For it, sure. You know, one thing one thing he did that's been very controversial is... What's up, Lakers fans? Anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, one thing What's that's up, been Lakers very fan? controversial is... He, <laughs> uh, one thing that's been very controversial is he's been uh, starting players that uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis demanded he sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... That's been brutal. Um, Avery Bradley's been extremely bad. And I mean, he's also definitely the one that's making Anthony Davis just like lackadaisically shoot threes instead of like going to the hoop or dribbling too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, definitely. And he's yeah. making <laughs> he's making LeBron uh, hang back and and you know just chat with officials so that the team plays four <laughs> and five on defense. And he also exposed LeBron James to COVID, for sure. Yeah, that's um, that's <laughs> um, Something's fishy. Uh, Amazing. What's up, Lakers fans? Coach, 
I hope he makes, look, I hope when they fire him in two weeks, <laughs> he makes a video where he goes, goodbye, Lakers fans. All right. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised his hair isn't completely gray yet. Uh-huh. Sean, our next question comes from our friend L. Narrow, who asks, uh-huh. P.T. Barnum's mansion was called Iranistan. Sean and Joey, what would you name your? Let's just say that's a weird name, mm-hmm. P.T. Barnum. Well, weird <laughs> like, guy. Is that racist? Weird bad guy. Um, Great, greatest show on earth, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, do you know what P.T. Barnuming is, Joey? No. It's uh, it's like okay, well, it's it's this technique that you'll see uh, television psychics do a lot, where you just start asking. Uh, a bunch of questions really quickly and then when you see someone like smile or nod that's the one you zero in on mm-hmm. and uh it's a good way to be a huckster yeah yeah because he was a huckster so i i answered this question in the discord and i said sadagasker mm-hmm. uh because it had joke. a country name but uh-huh. you you give me give me yours and i'll think of a different one because i, I want to give up i don't want to repeat my yeah i'm not i this is I think this says a lot about me, but I don't really pr- like naming things. Like, I didn't, I had a hard time naming this podcast. Did you ever, have you ever named a car? No, absolutely not. I always let children do it. So officially my car is named Baby Beluga. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I had, when I drove a Volkswagen at first, I was like, oh, I'm going to call it uh, the Commissar. And then I never did. I just announced that was the name and then never used it. I just thought it was funny. Because the commissar yeah. remained. No, that is funny. Um, but but I still didn't use it. But all my all as a child, all my cars had names. I just didn't name them. So, all right, but you prefer an estate. I, yeah, I just don't. Why would you even name your estate? Because it's an estate. You name your estates. Yeah, but why? That's what one does. Because <laughs> you have to refer to it as like, you know, it's it's like the Summer Palace or or Monticello or Mount Vernon. Um, can I think of any All right. other states? Uh, Wood. That's what Boshy I mean. Wood. That's yeah, not yeah. bad. After, after my my hero, Detective Harry Bosch. Um, uh-huh. And w- his hometown, Hollywood, California. <laughs> uh-huh. I'd name it Dupar's has the best pancakes in the world. Harry Bosch. Oh, no, whoa. Like don't, don't, don't give the podcast away yet, Joey. <laughs> Save it for the Patreons. Well, I was saying it was a quote like from Harry Bosch. I should have said, quote, Dupar's has the best pancakes in the world, unquote. Detective Harry Bosch. Uh, 1986 to 2021. I would, uh, I think I would name it after the funniest named co-op from, uh, Cal when I was there, Mm -hmm. which was, uh, Casa Zimbabwe, which translates to, um, House of House of Stone. I'd make the entire thing. Yeah. I, um, the only name I've ever been like truly proud of, well, two. My dog is, of course, named Corn Pop after the mm-hmm. man who tried to murder Joe Biden. With a chain. Yeah, with the, the, the man who tried to chain fight Joe Biden. The and, toughest man in Wilmington. Yeah. Uh, very proud of that name. And um, 
I came up with a DJ name once that I never got to use. I was gonna DJ at a radio station, uh-huh. uh, and I just never. I and it ended up falling through. But I was gonna DJ under the name Doctor Spin Medicine Woman. That's pretty good. <laughs> okay, I, I think I decided I have a different name that I want to have for sure, go ahead. for my home. It's uh the Conseco Fieldhouse. <laughs> um. All right, oh, that was Sean. a good question. Our, fr- our friend Dave <laughs> Mulhern asks, is Chris Paul more of a John Taffer or a Gordon Ramsay? See, I'm I will defer to you on this one because I have I have seen a fair amount of Kitchen Nightmares, but not really that much Bar Rescue, okay. despite despite constantly going to uh the Patriot House in San Francisco, which was Bar Rescued. Yeah, a bar he ruined. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's well, I mean, he, you know, it's a it's a rescue bar. It's a lot. It's it's like it's not as predictable as a normal bar. But sometimes I'm like, this bar rescued me, you know. <laughs> um. So for those of you that don't know, John Taffer is a uh, job of the hut man who wears a mock turtleneck. Who he is a maniac at, who screams at bar owners. He claims he invented the butt funnel. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's. <laughs> He was anti. Uh, he was anti unemployment during the pandemic. And he's from Las Vegas. He he just makes. He is extremely worst from Las Vegas. Yeah, I yeah, would yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and he quote unquote rescues bars. You know the easiest business in the world to run if you <laughs> don't let people steal from you. That's all. And I mean that's pretty much what he does. Is he's like. <laughs> Hey guys, no one's allowed to be drunk at work all the time. And, like, and usually the first episode has a lot of resignations where people are like, What? Yeah. What um, the fuck? <laughs> uh the butt funnel he invented, by the way, is not like a butt chugging thing. It's yeah, yeah, like yeah, something it's... that happens on a dance floor where it gets narrow so people have to stare at each turn and stare at each other when are walking by each other, so then it makes them dance or something. It feels I don't know. really gross. <laughs> really Just gross. T- every time he says it, I hate it so much. <laughs> uh, and then Gordon Ramsay is, um, he's from Kitchen Nightmares. He's a Michelin-starred chef. He's a, he's Marco Pierre White, but uncancelable because he's actually a nice person. Wouldn't you say that's fair, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I am I am a fan of MasterChef Junior, mm-hmm. where uh, he's like mostly just like a very nice dad. Although sometimes he will tell like an eight year old that something they've made is a dog's, dog's dinner, dinner and yeah. like throw it a hundred feet. Um, but also, Gordon Ramsay seems like he has uh, significantly more accomplishments mm-hmm. than John Taffer for sure. Um, yeah. So. I think this changes based on where Chris Paul is. <laughs> like, I think yeah. in Phoenix and Oklahoma, he's been a Gordon Ramsay. I think that's I think that's completely but right. But I yes. think in Los Angeles and New Orleans, he was a John Taffer. <laughs> I mean, I I can't speak for New Orleans, but I think I think for the Clippers, <laughs> definitely, where he's like, no, guys, I understand what you're doing because. Because one thing that will happen in Bar Rescue is um, the bars do not um, turn out very unique, Joey. Mm-hmm. No. In <laughs> um, fact, the, the like, flair he tries to add to make them unique are, like, the chintziest things in the world. Like, there's one 
bar. I think it was in Sunnyvale he redid. And he was like, Sunnyvale, that's like San Francisco, right? This is going to be called the top of the tower or something like that. (laughs) And it was like he just put TVs on all the walls that made you feel like you were. And it was just like a normal dive bar, right, with no windows. But the TVs, like, played, like, skylines of San Francisco. So, like, from the top of, like, the Transamerica Pyramid or something. That's so stupid. And, and Sunnyvale, for yeah. our listeners, outside of California, a, a good hour drive from San Francisco. Um, he also once, <laughs> I saw him rescue a bar that was, quote, unquote, haunted. And the one thing he put in it. That this I kind of liked actually. He like called it a ghost bar or whatever, and it was like spooky themed. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bartender had a button that they could push under the bar that would pop out two books. The like the books were spring loaded on a bookshelf like next to the bar, uh-huh. <laughs> so they could so they could <laughs> say like the ghost did it. But also, that's the sort of thing that they put in a restaurant. It breaks in two weeks, and then no one ever fixes it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they're like, oh well, that sucked that we had to fix that. Uh, but yeah, I would say currently, I mean, my joke answer is Gordon Ramsay has a Michelin star, which is a chef's version of winning a championship. So Chris Paul could never be him, but. <laughs> Uh, I think now he's a Gordon Ramsay for sure. I think um, he's, I think he's more of a Ram. I think he's always been more of a. That was the Clippers was some real taffer shit, man. All right, the LF Narrow <laughs> also asked us, "What NBA player would you most want to read a book review from, and what book?" Okay, so this is not my direct answer to this question, but I'm I am currently reading a book called True Believer: The Rise and Fall of Stan Lee, mm-hmm. a fairly critical Stan Lee biography, uh, a third of the way in. Yeah, and I would like the Lopez twins to review that. <laughs> well, I mean, we could maybe make that happen. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's uh, not it's within our grasp. Um, okay, so one of my answers is I would like LeBron to review a single. One of those books he pretended to read. During Sean, the that was going to be my answer. That's just the answer. Oh, damn that's, it. That's just the answer. <laughs> that's, that's the answer. That's our official round ball rock answer. He doesn't even have to book review it. Just tell me what happened. Any Anything that happens in the, in the final third of the book. Final <laughs> half of the book. He, he Remember when he was reading the autobiography of Malcolm X? Mm-hmm. Yep. He probably, he probably thinks Malcolm X is still alive. <laughs> Um, All right, and finally, uh, because we had a Thanksgiving episode that went up a week late because I'm an idiot that I thought I'd put it up, and it turns out I hadn't, our friend Hannes asked a food-related question. Which player is the best at making their country's traditional dishes? I was thinking about Clint Capella and Thabo Cephalosha and who's making the best fondue. I'm going to tell you right now, Thabo makes better fondue, but Clint Capella makes better meatballs. Um, Sean, which player is the best at making their country's traditional dishes? Well, this is a good point. I'm actually going to Wikipedia here because I just want to, I want to see who's like, I don't, I don't always know who's from each country. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Do we have this? This is a list. I'll answer one right now. I have an easy answer for this one. I would like to try Maxi Cleaver. Okay. Yeah, I think that's right. (laughs) I think, I think of all, hmm. 
I would like to, I, I feel like if I was getting anything, I would like, of all the Argentine players in the NBA, I think Pablo Prigioni makes the best empanadas. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, for the Australians, like, what is traditional food in Australia? Like Shrimp on the barbie! <laughs> I'm trying to think who I would... I think of all the Australian players, I would probably trust Patty Mills the Disagree. most. Disagree. Disagree. Oh, wait, hold on. I forgot... I forgot. Never mind. Stephen Adams is from New Zealand. Never. Mind. He is from New Zealand. Yes. Yeah, Aaron Baines is from both. Um, well, I'm definitely trusting Stephen Adams cooking over Aaron Baines as if we're counting him from New Zealand as well. Um, uh, yeah, he, he counts. Stephen Adams. Uh, uh, that dude had 17 brothers and sisters. He had to learn to cook for himself real early if he was. Gonna- oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, I would say of players from the Bahamas, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I think crapped, crapped, cracked conch is mm-hmm. the most classic, um, meal. And I think, I think I would go with Michael Thompson. I think Michael Thompson can make tasty food. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Brazil. Who are you mm-hmm. trusting to make Brazilian food? Oh, I mean, nay, nay. I think he's count? the answer. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think nay, that's nay. I think it's that's the right be. answer. There's, um, there's. I would I would trust Bruno Caboclo to make me like ramen. I would trust Cristiano a- Felicio to cook. Not trusting <laughs> Tiago Splitter. Not trusting Raul Neto. Not trusting DJ Bruno Caboclo. Definitely not trusting Anderson Barajao. Barbosa, I, would trust I think, has like one or two dishes he's pretty good at. Yeah, but. exactly. He's got he not a lot, but if he cooks for you once, I bet it's really good. Yeah. Uh, okay. What what would you say is like a Canadian food? Poutine, baby. Oh, you're right. Okay, so who's who's making poutine with your Canadian players? Uh, you know what? I'm going Delano Banton. Wow. Uh, I think. I also think, uh, you know, I bet Corey Joseph makes a pretty good poutine. I was thinking, I was thinking Corey Joseph might be my dude yeah. <laughs> uh, with poutine, especially. And then um, I actually think maybe not with a traditional poutine, but I bet Bill Men- Bill Wennington makes a fucking delicious meatloaf. Mm-hmm. I bet Dwight Powell burns everything. It's just like, just like I, I think he's like knocking over wooden spoons sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Um, I don't know what traditional Croatian food is. Well, I'm sure uh, Coach Dave Dufour. He could probably answer that phone. And I think, well, I, I think I'd go with, um, I think I would go with Mario Hazonia with low expectations, no but I way. think it would be crazy. <laughs> I just feel like it would be like some weird spices. I'd never. I don't. I don't feel like there's a great answer with the Croatian players available. Um. Well, well I'm Tony telling you right Coach, now. Maybe. I'm telling you right now. He's into food. Sauerkraut yeah. stew is one of a as a cr- traditional Croatian dish. And I eat that. I'm, I'm well. Yeah, of course. It's probably delicious. But <laughs> I think Bojan can cook, man. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I think Boyan Bogdanovich can make you some sauerkraut stew. Uh huh. He's he's a wily vet, you know. He's uh he looks like he eats. 
you know, I don't know. With, I he's mean, not Dino Boston, Raja right? also. He's not Croatian, right? I am oh, he is. Oh, he is. Boyan is. I'm sorry. NBA players. You're right. Yeah, Boyan yeah. is. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I confused my Bogdanoviches. Um, yeah, no, check... I'm not trusting oh. Bogdan to cook me anything, but Boyan, yeah, I, I, I think I'm Boyan would either. be a good cook. I think Boyan would be too. Uh, check <laughs> dishes. I I would like to try uh, Jan Vaselli's baked mincemeat. <laughs> and I bet Tomas Sadoransky makes a good sandwich. Congolese players, it's Matumbo. Matumbo, I bet Matumbo's a great cook. Yeah, probably. Uh, Dominican Republic, I I gotta say, uh, I think Al Horford's your dude. Like, don't you think he's a good cook? No, I don't. Look, I mean, I'm not I'm not picking towns. No. Um I just think Al Horford, here's the thing, Sean. He's mm-hmm. lived with his sister in every single city he's Ooh, lived in. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um. um he's yeah. really, really handsome. Like I just feel like yeah, there he's was the no, guy there that was no makes point when he did women that. cook food for him. He just seems like that kind of guy. So yeah, the the opposite of that <laughs> I'm gonna say is uh, Charlie Villanueva. No, no, no. I this there's an obvious answer here for me, and he's a new guy. Chris Duarte? Chris Duarte. Look, he went to junior college. He had to learn to cook for himself. Okay, you know so what I'm, I mean? So <laughs> like, Chris Duarte's pollo guisado. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I bet that's delicious, dude. Actually, that, that sounds great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not – there's not enough Finnish players. It's very weird that Wikipedia credits Drew Gooden with <laughs> Finnish heritage. Oh, his, his mom is Finnish. I did not know that. Okay. <laughs> Delicious cuisine, French player. I think there's, I think there's an this obvious easy, answer. Dude. It's Goron. I mean, not Goron. It's uh, why did I say Goron? It's uh, Boris Diaw. It's Boris Diaw, yeah. and like literally anything. easily, easily. I, like if you if you told me that he'd been to Cordon Bleu, I'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, he could have done that. Me, I season. also bet Gershon Yabusele also really knows how to eat at least he knows where to eat <laughs> michael Petrus, i'm not touching a thing from that nope. kitchen nope uh, uh, uh noah no, not... no thank you evan fournier no thanks no way tony I parker i'm kind of into it actually uh, tony parker has a kitchen that has never been used not once yeah it's like <laughs> and it has like a two million dollar stove in it um uh-huh. i bet gobert can cook unfortunately yeah, I think he probably can. I mean, not not a lot of things, yeah. but the things he makes are pretty good. Uh, TLC definitely is a good cook. I bet. Yeah. All um, right. What? Who's? Who's? So so for schnitzel, you want Maxi Kluber, baby. Maxi Kluber schnitzel. I think that's. I think that's probably correct. over Dirk for sure. I mean, Dirk can't cook anything. <laughs> Although Dirk, uh, I will say, uh, does bring leftovers. Did bring leftovers it's to true. the arena regularly mm-hmm. but yep. i think that's more based on his wife yeah all right british players who's gonna make some disgusting trifle for you <laughs> i okay i'm not sure if i trust any of these people <laughs> uh, john are we counting? that's got it's got to be john Amici. are we counting luol dang yes i, well, I don't see... think luol dang well the I thing is, he's Lu not going to make you British food. No, but I, but you know what? Lu, I bet Luol Deng would make you curry, the most popular food in England. 
All right, that's what I want. I want Ben Gordon get out of here. I want no part of Byron Mullins is cooking. Robert Archibald. No, oh, Joel Freeland. That's the least appetizing country so far. Michael Oluwakandi counts as a British NBA player. Hey, no, thank you for that one either. Uh, for Greece. I actually think Costa Kufos is pretty handy in the kitchen. Yeah, I yes. I mean, like, I love Giannis, but he's eaten out did. a lot. <laughs> we know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there also, are so just, many Giannis restaurant and takeout stories, and like, and just like his delight in really bad carnival food mm. does not make me feel good about his palate. <laughs> Um, okay. I'm skipping Ireland. I think I'm skipping Israel too. There's not really Italy though. I mean Here's the thing. Does Mike D count? Mike D Antoni? Yeah. No. I don't think he does either. I I also don't think he cooks. I think he was so famous and so sexy as a player in oh, Italy he just that he just ate at restaurants all yeah. the time. Like he ate for free everywhere he went <laughs> and drank tiny espressos with like fancy 1970s sunglasses on. <laughs> and he was like, hey, hey, give me one of those espressos. <laughs> um, God, I don't even know with Italy. I'm sorry. I don't have an opinion on this one. Because it's I, not Gallinari, and it's not Bargnani, and it's not Archie Diacono, and, and no one else do I. it's not Bellinelli. It's definitely not Bellinelli. Like, I, I don't think it's Nico Mannion either. See, but actually, I was going to say, I bet Nico Mannion, because he's one of those Italian-Americans who, like... Oh, he's like so oh, he has proud an... of their Italian American heritage. Well, he, he also ha- he also has an Italian mom, right? I guarantee they do like Sunday gravy, and he knows yeah, how like, to make it. You know what I mean? I bet, I bet he can make meatballs. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I'm saying Nico Mannion. Although looking at this list, it is very weird. Travis Diener is also on this I, list. I'm really, <laughs> would not have guessed that one. <laughs> Oh, he's he is he is just a uh, he he is just playing internationally from Italy. I'm, I think that's an Italian grandfather right there. Um, okay. All right, I think Spain. That's the last one we have to do, right? Yeah, we can. That's skip the last that. big one. Uh, the Lithuania. We're not going to have an opinion on. Oh, I would say I would say for uh, Mexican food. Eduardo Nahara, dude. Yeah, I think he. I think he's great. I bet he. Makes... I mean, I love JTA, but um, Eduardo Nahara, baby. <laughs> Dutch food is disgusting. I mean, not <laughs> disgusting, but just like there's there's only not, one big cuisine that has a lot of players. We need Spain. 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 Give me okay. your Spain answer, you. Hold on. Idiot. Hold on. <laughs> and to apologize to the people of Senegal. I just don't know what Senegalese food is like. And uh, all right, hold on. My Spanish. It's uh, this one's an easy answer to me. Spain. Do you think it's Ricky? No. Oh God, no. He, he's like a child. He's never learned how to cook anything. <laughs> um. Oh, I I think I I'm gonna go with um, Jose Calderon. Yeah, he has a ham farm. Yeah, absolutely. He makes jamón ibérico. Um. 
But also, I think of the guys still playing, it's Willie Hernan Gomez. Like, I, I think Marcus All could cook you something if you really wanted to, but like, yeah. Willie no, Hernan Gomez looks like he knows how to, he knows how he'll make you, he, he knows that food is the language of love <laughs> and he is going to make you something. Wancho, on the other hand, is too busy kissing. They skip yeah. dinner and they're getting mono right away. <laughs> All right. I do think Marcus is the most likely to have taken a cooking class, yes. however. Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, that was a good question. Good. Thanks, um, Hans. Yeah. Uh, we did that way longer than I thought we would. All right, we've got some uh, reader calls, too, Sean. Yeah. Um, so. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again, that number is 323-682-0342. Please give me a call. Being a robot is a solitary road. All right, Sean. Our first call comes from our very good fellow. Let's see what the queen has to say. Hello, my dears. Um, this is Christine, or Queen Ozymandias. Um, and I have a question for y'all as the NBA's foremost name analyzers. Um, so I've gotten back into football this year, and it's become really apparent to me that football has by far the funniest names in sports. Um, some of my favorites this year, uh, Cooper Cup, uh, Nick Chubb, DJ Chark, Henry Ruggs, Chubb Hubbard, fucking Byron Pringle, Jabril Peppers, Rodrigo Blankenship, and my personal favorite, who I'm ordering a jersey for because his number is 69, um, and his name is fucking Mike McGlinchey. Um, I don't understand why the NFL, like, has across the board the funniest names. Um, I'm, and I've been thinking about it, like, how it's statistically possible that just across the board you have such bangers, and other sports just don't really stack up. Like, there's some good basketball names. Um, but I was thinking, like, is it because there's so many more people in the NFL, just, like, statistically? Um, or do guys with funny names become football players because they have funny names, like, to prove something? Um, and so I just wanted to, to hear your thoughts. Um, I hope that you're having a lovely day. I love you very much. And uh, donate to abortion funds in Texas. Bye. Absolutely donate to abortion funds in Texas. Thank you, Queen Ozymandias. Uh So, Sean... Why do you think football players have funnier names? Is it uh, it's like a chicken and the egg thing, right? Is does the name come first or does football come first and then the name? 
It's funny because when we do our bus name podcast, we always sometimes find that people have uh, a football ass name. Quote, but unquote, football ass name. Yeah. Now they have. I've, more... I've, I've trademarked that, by the way. Yeah. Um, um, I think that some of it is that you get like college basketball also has excellent names for the most part. But the differences in football, it's just a much bigger roster. So a lot of the classic names uh, still make it through. Like uh, this guy did not make an NFL roster. I was hoping he would be on the, the 49ers. But haha, Clinton Dix. Mm-hmm. Like that, that would you'd get a note from a studio if you tried to name like a character in a in a film that. Uh, I also I also would like to shout out our friend, uh, Prince Amukamara. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not really our friend, but we do know his wife. We do. Oh yeah, we do. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but like, but I I also think that um, sometimes because you hear the name so much, you forget how silly they are. Mm-hmm. Like Tiki Barber, mm-hmm. that is a crazy name. But he's been around so much. Uh, Plaxico Burris. Mm-hmm. That name was incredible. Um, I'm trying to think of a but couple. John, I... does the does is there something about having an a crazy name that makes you be more likely to be a football player? Yeah, is I it think upbringing? Because... Is it what is it? <laughs> I think I think if you okay, imagine you're growing up, mm-hmm. you've got to go through public school, and you you know you're a you're a good athlete, but you might not have a mean streak. But then your parents name you Barcavius Mingo. Mm-hmm. Like you you get a little fighting instinct out of that. I think, right? I mean, I I feel like it's it's almost like a boy named Sue. But I also think when it comes to quarterbacks who also have very specific sounding names. Yeah. Uh I think some of that comes into uh scouting where if a guy's name is like Colt McCoy. Yeah, or Cade Cunningham. Like if Cade Cunningham <laughs> played football, he would have been drafted like a quarterback, he would have been drafted like number five. <laughs> um, well, why because... do you think Baker Mayfield went number one <laughs> as a surprise? Uh I think that there's a little bit of confirmation bias a lot of the yeah. times with oh, yeah. quarterbacks where scouts are like, that's a quarterback ass name. <laughs> well, also like, okay, say you heard that there was a, a safety named Lawyer Malloy. Mm-hmm. You'd at least bring him in for a workout. Right. Yeah. Or, uh, okay, say, say they're like, huh, who should we take to be our cornerback? Maybe Quentin Jammer? Mm-hmm. That that seems like a good guy and to have. I gotta say, the NBA maybe needs a little bit more uh, of this because, like, Shake Milton should have been a first round pick. You know what I well, mean? That, Based I, on I, name I alone, think, like I think I think that might be holding Scotty Barnes back. Honestly, yeah, because basketball, the difference between basketball names and football names is like. Football is uh football names are uh very American and stupid, just like yeah. the NFL, where uh like the nineteen seventies NBA, basketball names are uh They're finally catching are, up. But they're no, but they're cool. 
like a oh, like oh, an yeah, NBA yeah. star name is like cool and slick, right? So well, like, like Walt Frazier. Yeah, like Shake Milton. Well, there's not really a cool basketball name until Will Chamberlain. Well, yeah. But, but that's but because... Football, well, Oscar well, Robertson's a good name. Is a cool yeah, but, name. But, yeah, yeah. But He's, doesn't yeah. Wilt predate him? Yeah, he does. I'm just saying I'm trying to think of the old... Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I, think, I think also um, football names have always been silly. And I think mm -hmm. that's like open the door. That you had like Bronco Nagurski mm -hmm. in what, like the 30s? I well, mean, one of the great early NFL stars is named Dick Buttkiss. Mm -hmm. That name is so funny. I, I His also, name's Dick Buttkiss. I also should say here, um, if we're going to be historians, of, not to be Ken Burns about this, but uh -huh. I really think you can track uh, the death of baseball uh by just tracking the the uh, list of funny and cool names in the MLB, because uh, there used to be tons of funny and cool names. Pokey Reese, baby. Uh -huh. uh, and now everyone is named Tyler. Every single person in Major League Baseball is named Tyler. There um, are identical twins named Taylor and Tyler in baseball right now. Um, That's why Mookie Betts is like has the potential to save baseball in a yeah. way that Mike Trout does not. Yeah, because yeah, every single person in the MLB is named Tyler. All right, but I, I will say I'm really glad that we got a second Vladimir Guerrero. An yeah. incredible, like literally an incredible name. See, all the best baseball names are yes. like weird hybrids like uh, Yorvit Torrealba. Mm-hmm. What I loved was that at one point in baseball, there were two catchers named Torrealba, mm -hmm. and one of them was named Yorvit, and the other one was named Steve. Um, there's, all a, right. th there's a guy in the Packers, by the way, uh, Queen Ozymandias, who is named Equinemius St. Brown. Mm -hmm. Great name. Also, is Debrickashaw Ferguson still playing? I don't think so. That's I think he, oh, no, like he's 1999. been out for a while. Sorry, Jesus. Um, all right. Come on. Uh, here we got another call uh, from someone in Portland. Uh, hey, if you call, remember to say your name. No, he says his Oh, we just can't understand it. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I think yeah. it's Mike. I think this yeah, I think is probably, probably a call Mike. from Mike. All right. Okay. Uh, but anyway, here we go. <laughs> hey, Nick. I just uh, this no, it's one. it's Nick. All right. Oh, Thank you, Nick. Here's a call from Nick. <laughs> Hey, Nick, I just uh, did some investigative Googling after scorching, just shocking headline of Trailblazers' criminal behavior. And uh, yeah, they currently have an assistant coach, Milch Paccio, something like that, suspended because he was involved in the insurance fraud. And I just kind of needed to emphasize that because the Trailblazers recently sold their naming rights to their arena from Rose Garden to Moda Health uh, for a whopping $4 million a year, so about a, you know, vet minimum-ish. And, uh, you know, Moda Health uh, sells insurance to city and government employees. So, you know, we're still pretty much subsidizing. Well, means the, you know, public. So just real important stuff that the trailblazers are still the jailblazers. You know what, Nick? Other than us not being able to understand your name for some reason, even though I heard it and it was clearly Nick uh, when we first listened to it, that is a perfect call. Thank you, Nick. Milt Palacio. The Trailblazers are still the Jailblazers. Thank you so much, Nick. Great call, well, right? This is a much this is a much bigger deal than uh, 
like like people smoking weed occasionally. This yeah. is corporate crime. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not it's not it, I'm actually kind of more offended by Moda Health, I got to say. Yeah. Same here. Um all right, <laughs> and then do we want to play this last call? I think we need to go to the news. We'll we'll No, no, from... news, news, news. The other yeah. one's going to be later. We'll yeah. hear from Radio Nathan later. Um all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, right. I'm, exci- I'm excited for when we, we do play it, though. Sean, <laughs> let's talk about what everyone wants us to talk about, but weirdly, I have less to say than you'd think. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Sean... Ennis Cantor changed his name to Ennis Cantor Freedom and then immediately went on Tucker Carlson. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, he, did. he also became an American citizen. Um, and he's also a CIA asset. Um, Sean, my first question for you is uh do you plan on writing a song about Ennis Cantor Freedom that is uh the Doobie Brothers Sweet Freedom, but it's Ennis Freedom, blah, 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 blah. I don't think Way I know that, Way to war dude. with China. Anyway. Uh, well, Joey, uh, not to give you a stink preview, <laughs> I did, I wrote a medley about Ennis Cantor. Oh, great. And it's wait, called, wait. should I tell you, or should we wait? No, I want to hear it. It's called, it's a sublime medley, and it's called 40 Ounces to Ennis Cantor Freedom. Great. It's four songs, Joey. Um, Sean, what do you have to say about Ennis Cantor changing his name to Ennis Cantor Freedom? Here's what I'll say. I was right about this fucking guy the whole time. (laughs) There are people who said he was cool and like, oh, he's such a hero. He's standing up to Turkey. It's like, first of all, okay, so Ennis Cantor's dude in Turkey, just so you know, um, he's a a Gulenist. I might not be saying that right. Mm Mm-hmm. But this is this guy who's this, like, thought leader, cult leader, whatever. I'm not even going to editorialize about it. But what this guy did was he legitimized Erdogan. And then they had this big purge and a bunch of show trials to get rid of all the leftists in Turkey. Mm-hmm. So he. I mean, so, that's, that's a simplification. Well, you but, know what that sounds but like. This was, er, this was just Erdogan's buddy. But you and know so, what that sounds like, Sean? The CIA. That? that is also what that the, does CIA like the CIA does. <laughs> that is what the CIA does. Yeah, exactly. And so, and so, Cantor, because people have no idea what's going on, or like this guy's a this guy's a freedom fighter, even though really he's just like, I don't know. This is like supporting Lindsey Graham, but Donald Trump got mad at him. You know, something like that. They're on the same team. They just split up. And it's like, oh, okay, your authoritarian fascist lost out to a bigger authoritarian fascist. That doesn't make you a hero. Mm-hmm. And just like, look, man, this guy sucks. He sucks at basketball. He's a shitty dude. He spent like years trying to provoke LeBron James into fighting him on the court. And then he just like took some shots at him on Twitter. And it was so clearly about to be a pivot to, to right wing media like uh-huh. like this was telegraphed for so long like like 
Okay. Oh, Ennis Cantor tried to make a name for himself by criticizing LeBron James. Like, get in fucking line, dude. Uh huh. Isn't it like? Isn't that like Laura Ingraham's done that? I'm sure Sean Hannity's done it. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump did it. Like, there was a Whoa, long Adrian Wojnarowski did it. <laughs> there was there's a long and he line. was there first. It, Woj yeah. was there first. Get off Woj's <laughs> corner, Tucker Carlson. Um, Speaking of Woj, by the way, we got a little bit of criticism for going so hard at Chris Haynes the other day, and I just want to yeah, say yeah. all of those guys are bad. I just yeah, yeah, wanted yeah. to make fun of Chris Haynes in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all no, bad. Chris, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the record, Chris Haynes is just a funnier access journalist because yeah. for whatever reason – he has described meals many times in detail in a way that is not uh not but not like revealing that he was just there. Yeah. And it is it is just a weird quirk that he has, but I mean uh Bob Woodward, author of All the President's Men, also has hilarious quirks like that where you're like are you are you really just pretending that and once again, I read the Trump book and uh, all the Lindsey Graham sections are hilarious because it's like Graham knew that he needed a relationship with Trump. So he flattered him, buttered him up. You're like, gosh, who could his source have been for this? Like, well, Steve, was, Bannon, no, Steve you know Bannon had a long range plan. It was Ennis Freedom. Uh, that was his source. Ennis Freedom. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, so his, all yeah, access yeah. journalism is bad. Shams is the worst one of those people. We'll go after Shams again. We've done it many times. Anyway. All right, uh, here's stuff this week. Yeah, by the way, Shams said this week that uh, Kyrie's not going to get vaccinated. He won't play again until he's traded. It's a great, great job. To, an anonymous source told him, though. <laughs> who, could, who could guess where that information is coming from? Um, Could be from anywhere, dude. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so here's what Ennis Cantor said. Well, on the, the first yeah. thing he's done here, by the way, before, like, this oh, yeah, is yeah. fucking Toby Keith shit. Like, oh, the, changing your name to Freedom? Yeah, well, but, like, even before that, where he's, like, setting it up, he's like, yeah, I'm going to be the China guy. I'm going to uh-huh. tweet at, like, Yi Jinping and make the worst <laughs> shoes. And, like, oh, I have a problem with the NBA's relationship with China. Like, hey, Phil Knight, founder of Nike, you got to chill out. By the way, uh, who do you think Ennis Cantor had a shoe deal with from, like, age 16 on? It's fucking Nike. Sorry sorry your shoe company dropped you, dude. But like, but like, you can't have been a sponsored Nike athlete for ten years and be like, "How dare you, sir, <laughs> supporting Nike, who I had a shoe with until 2018." Anyway, I did not realize we were going to get an Ethan Strauss that played in the NBA, but here we are. <laughs> oh yeah, like, the Substacks next. Ennis Cantor. Free, sorry, and his freedom. I don't want to dead. I don't want to dead name him. Um, yeah, we can't dead name that him. That sucks because right. that sucks. And his freedom, like we know who you are. Like you, constant. You date. He dates a Rockefeller. There are many pictures of him with the Clintons, the Clintons. with John like, Bolton, and you know who his personal friend is. If the Jared Lo- Kushner, if Jared the, Kushner, if just Lo- like Adam Silver. If the Lolita Express were still running, his and his freedom 
That would be his name on the flight logs now. Because yeah, he would have been on that plane. <laughs> I'm actually, he would have been my... on the Epstein plane if it was still going. We know. We know who you are, Ennis. Hey, Jeffrey Epstein, also a CIA asset. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Right? So yeah, they, they would have hung out. Um, yeah, he's dating a Rockefeller. Does he really think the best way to affect change is to uh, tweet at LeBron James, but then not talk to LeBron when they pass each other on the basketball court in the tunnel? But the, here's the thing, like, this would have a lot more weight if Ennis Cantor hadn't spent years trying to get LeBron to fight him. Mm-hmm. And LeBron just brushed him off like, this guy sucks. Like, mm-hmm. Why would I be going after this bench center? Like he he tried to take on LeBron when LeBron said that Dennis Smith Jr. got drafted too low and he decided that was an insult to Frank, Frankie Smokes. Mm -hmm. And like he'd been on that team for like two months when that happened. And he it's just like he's a clown, dude. (laughs) I don't don't care if his politics are good or bad. He is inherently clownish. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. But also now, you know, a right-wing CIA stooge. So congratulations, Ennis <laughs> Cantor. Congratulations, uh, Portland Trailblazers, for having him twice. <laughs> congratulations, was... Bo- the, the Boston Celtics, for oh, having him now. Nice too, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, Isn't but, this his second go? Okay. But also, let, let, let's just talk a bit about the, uh, like, he was wearing shoes that had him, like, dunking on like uh Yi Jinping, right? And like if LeBron James wore shoes of himself with a cartoon of himself dunking on uh like fucking uh Boris, right? Like Boris Johnson, the the, the Fox News would go insane. <laughs> They'd right. be like, he's an ally! How dare you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is like the dumbest thing in the world. And also, it's just like, look, man, there is a a dedicated percentage of people who apparently want the United States to go to war with China. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what Ennis Cantor seems to be also wanting yeah. them to do. Okay, Here's but what also, I got to say. CIA, get a better athlete. Yeah. But this is well, look, low look, rent shit, man. Well, here, here's the thing. We're, we're talking about these things. We're, we're like criticizing him. He, he was very clear what his real agenda is when he went on Tucker Carlson show. Mm-hmm. Not just from going on Tucker Carlson. But here's, here's what he said. He said, people should feel really blessed to be in America. They love to criticize it, but when you live in a country like Turkey, you appreciate the freedoms you have here. I feel like they should just keep their mouths shut and stop criticizing the greatest nation in the world, and they should focus on their freedoms and their human rights and democracy. So, again, Anis Cantor, actually just kind of racist. I mean, isn't that what he's saying? He's saying yeah, that's like an Andrew Bogut quote. It's an Andrew Broga quote. He's basically saying my teammates like, oh, Jalen Brown, perhaps, Mm -hmm. uh, should shut up. And Mm -hmm. that, you know, police violence isn't a big deal because it's not like your favorite cult leader had to move out of his country after a coup. Mm -hmm. Those um, are similar things. And his canter, you know, um. Maybe acknowledge uh, Armenian genocide first. All right, all right. Zion Williamson was cleared for practice today. (laughs) 
That is so great, dude. It's such I mean, a great news. I'm glad his do break is over. He was, every time you see him in that Mountain Dew commercial, he just like he looks bigger to me. And like I just think like, oh, he's still on that couch, dude. He's still on that couch drinking Mountain Dew, getting ready. But I'm glad he's back. I I he's very exciting. I'm glad to see him. Congratulations, Zion. Uh, all right, the Suns have won 18 games in a row, Sean, by beating our Golden State Warriors, but... Congratulations, Delamuka. okay? We said it. <laughs> the rubber match is tonight. Uh, I think I'm going to have this up in time for that. Um, so, let's get ready. Look, da- Damian Lee is back, baby. <laughs> all right. <laughs> he, named uh, his, he named his baby, the middle, middle name Wardell. Yeah. And uh, that's so the Warriors don't cut him. But also, uh, is he? Are they? Is he taking sides in that divorce, Joey? <laughs> that's what I said when I heard that he named his baby <laughs> Wardell. <laughs> so uh, I was like, "Oh man, that, uh, that mom must have done something bad." All right, the Suns... she's living with her boyfriend. Shouldn't have done that. Uh, <laughs> the Suns um, had a no loss November, Sean. Yeah. This is the 11th longest win streak in NBA history. It's pretty pretty impressive, I got to say. Devin Booker injured his hamstring. Was he riding a bike? No, he was oh. playing a he was <laughs> he was playing against the he Warriors. He was playing know, against but... Kevon Looney. Um, I don't know why I'm still talking about Devin Booker like it's 2 years ago. Yeah, he's good now. <laughs> Yeah, he's great. We're, we're pro. We're actually a pro Devin Booker podcast now. I think I'm, we're like a pro Suns podcast, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Like, like well, a lot no, of we can't to go Chris that Paul, far. But well, I'm just... Sarver's a bad. Oh, guy. Oh right, I forgot yeah. about that guy. Oh yeah, that's. But that was going to be are... my question: Is it weird that they've won 18 games in a row? Like, and it seems to have started with Robert Sarver being canceled. I mean, it. it kind of has a precedent like the clippers kind of caught fire after the original donald sterling allegations right i mean they beat the warriors in a five game series seven game series right in game yeah. six um i don't know they immediately lost though in the second round <laughs> yeah i mean i think somebody got hurt and probably it was chris paul i don't remember offhand but uh who who knows those kind of things <laughs> Um, Sean, do you think they can beat that Rockets record? No, I, I think they'll probably, um, what's the Rockets record? 29, 27. I, I think it's less. I think it's 22, right? Well, I, know. I know it's, well, I think the heat won something like that too. I mean, the Warriors had at least 24 and then mm-hmm. sometimes they get credited for the last four games. They went in 2015. That, does, that does they not shouldn't. count. No. That doesn't, that doesn't really count. I mean, come oh. on. It's 33 uh, by the Lakers in 72. I was wrong that's about right. it being the Rockets. The Rockets had 22. The Heat had 27. And the Rock, the Warriors, they claim, had 28 because it's 4 plus 24. But that, I does, don't, not I, that, just, that that's does not count. That does not count. That's not real. Um, no, Chris Paul just blew that next series in 2014, Joey. Mm-hmm. Because he uh, yeah, no, tried, no. To, tried to get a three-point foul on that uh, game. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say they will lose one of their next 15 games. <laughs> uh, will they get to 22? No, I, I think I think uh, no disrespect to the Suns, but I think they're losing on on Friday night to the Warriors. And if, if not, I mean, I should all I'll, I'll do something 
uh, as a tribute to the Suns next episode if they they don't. But I think I, I oh, but I'll, I'll also make a prediction here. I think they're winning on Christmas Day against the Warriors too. Okay, I like it. Um, I don't. Make hey, we don't. We don't. We don't get out on limbs enough on this show. We're bringing <laughs> the. We're gonna heat tonight. Uh, all right. Our next story, Sean, is uh, Zion Williamson's return to practice was delayed by at least a week. Oh, His foot is sore. <laughs> damn, damn it, Joey. Um, but he'll be he'll be back in seven days, right? No, no reason to expect the Pelicans would be less than forthcoming about an injury timeline. Uh, and then finally, we should probably talk about this one. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is out for the year. No, I, that's not what I want to talk about. We'll talk oh, about oh. that one later. Well, we hold on, hold about... on. Well, they, they, that's enough for the story. But, but Joey, how do you think Michael Porter Jr. is going to spend his time uh, having this back injury? Oh yeah, Grifting. I think he's going. I think he's going to go further than just the video games. Like, I think he might actually start like a three card Monty game. No, I think he's going to start like some kind of anti-vax. Just asking questions, like lifestyle like, brand. What if he's like um, just a Twitch, a Twitch streamer who's just constantly yelling uh, anti-vax facts, <laughs> and it's like, and like it starts to take over his life, and they're like, "Are you rehabbing?" And he's like, "I can't miss a day on the stream." <laughs> <laughs> All right, the one thing we well, there was actual news. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, the Heat and Bulls both lost a second round pick for tampering. Uh, yeah, with signing Kyle Lowry and Lonzo so, Ball. So the, the funniest thing about this punishment is I don't think there's two teams in the league that have traded more future second round picks <laughs> recently than these teams. <laughs> so the Bulls, the Bulls penalty, they will they will apparently lose their 2026 mm-hmm. second round pick when all of the contracts will have already mm-hmm. expired. And uh, the Heat have traded somebody that they're not going to lose their cigarette pick till 2028, <laughs> which is like that's like nothing. That's 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 like I mean, is is there even going to be a league at that point? Like, like global warming's pretty bad. Sean, speaking of global warming, I wanted to ask you a question about. Uh, um, uh, have you heard of Paolo Bonchero yet? Yes, I watched I watch the Gonzaga Duke game. Okay, so Paolo Bonchero, for those of you that only follow the NBA like me, is a uh, NBA player. I mean, is going to be the number one pick in the draft. He plays for Duke. He's very good. But did you see this story about him where he loses seven pounds of sweat every game? What? Yeah, Duke All right, I'm not ran some test five. that he, he loses seven pounds of sweat every game. That, it's pretty weird. Really weird. Why? Why? <laughs> now, you know who was like that was uh, Tim Lincecum, which is why he would he would, like like the Giants would go on the road and like force him to eat In and Out Burger because he had a terrible diet, but he'd eat like In and Out because they'd go to the Midwest and Lincecum would lose like ten pounds during his start. I do not understand it. But yeah, it looks like bunch. It looks like he is going to be the the number one pick. Yeah, he's really good. He also um, has missed several quarters due to cramping, and you know why that is, Sean? Because he's losing seven pounds a game. No, because Beto O'Rourke has been fucking him <laughs> during the games. All right, I. 
<laughs> I only, I want to be honest, I only brought up that story so I could tell that joke. All right, um, Sean. Really got me, dude. Sean, that's our episode. Um, uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, I'll be, um, okay, so I have a Zoom show on Tuesday, December 7th. Should be good. Called Self-Care Comedy. Um, you can, I'll be putting links to it on my social media, but, uh, yeah, there's zoom shows. They're just kind of fun. I, I, because of the sort of lack of live shows, I tend to do a lot of new material every month. So, uh, I'm going to tell some stories this time, including a, an oldie, but a goodie that didn't go on the album about, uh, a special, uh, new year's Eve trip to McDonald's that I made with Joey. And our other friend. Um, and also on December 14th, which is a Tuesday, uh, there's an all-star show at the Punchline in San Francisco. I'll be headlining that show. Ooh, and uh, Sean Keen headliner. Headlining. But but also, um, if you want to go to the show and you're in the Bay Area, hit me up on Twitter because I should have some guest lists for that one. Uh, and then as for me, uh, listen to me on Who Cares About the Rock Hall this week. I talked about the Rolling Stone 500 song list that changed. Uh, love talking to Joe and Kristen and you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz where five days ago I tweeted if this is what my back feels like at 36 50 plus is gonna suck it's not it's not wrong Sean wrote a song several songs four songs about <laughs> uh Ennis Cantor Freedom called 40 Ounces to Enter Ennis Cantor Freedom, and that's playing right now. Mm -hmm. Trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Let's all lose seven pounds of sweat, baby. Gross. I don't practice in the arena. They don't let me shoot the ball. I should be out of the league, but I'm seven feet tall if i could find that josiah he owns the brooklyn nets well first i'd ask if they could use a turkish vet where i really want to go it's china my political beliefs i can't define well it's attention i need oh my soul is in Turkey. Early in the morning, rising up to tweet, lighting up Americans about Nikes on their feet. Got to find a reason, a reason to slam LeBron. Got to find a way to escape racist Erdogan. I got some black teammates I think they should shut up I couldn't stop the sixth grader From taking it to the cup Oh, life is too short So date a Rockefeller Cause if I play for your team You're gonna be in the cellar Only fight along Cause I gotta grow a pair Once I broke my arm from punching a I'm a scholar, here's my personal philosophy Taking money, giving to the Republican Party I hand lose what I got The CIA steps right out They're the ones who got JFK shot A CIA job, it's what I got I said remember that A CIA job, it's what I got
Dennis's a dork, fought with Cleveland in New York, but he couldn't get a reaction from LeBron James. He tried to take a poke while defending Frankie Smokes. His tough guy's act is a joke towards LeBron James. Portland gave him an awful sheet, then he tried to beat up a padded seat. I know John Bolton is still his good friend. He's gonna get a subsec and it's never gonna end. When they finally put in me, I get called for three seconds in the key. I'm an elbower and a pusher. Like Adam Silver, friends with Jared Kushner. 2013 cool Tell me are you a ghoulinist? Are you a ghoulinist too? Ain't got no shoe deal no more Play defense like a Toreador I'm such a chump Won't somebody introduce me to Trump? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.